The Daily 202's Big Idea is supported by Battelle. For 90 years, the employees of Battelle have solved the world's most challenging problems, finding solutions and really big ideas. At Battelle, it can be done. Learn more at battelle.org slash 90. Good morning. I'm Felicia Sanmez with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, August 23rd. James is out, but I'll be here instead with the day's top headlines. Here are three stories that should be on your radar. Number one. Like a holiday gathering where the main goal is to get through the day without a family explosion, one of France's main objectives as the host of this weekend's Group of Seven Summit is to minimize the chances that President Trump will blow it up. Subjects on which to tread lightly include some of the biggest problems the world's major economies are facing, including trade and climate change, my colleagues Karen DeYoung and Josh Dossey report. Already, Trump has shaken up the schedule, calling at the last minute for a special meeting Sunday morning to discuss the global economy. And it's unclear how receptive the others will be to whatever thoughts Trump might offer as to how they should shift their economic approaches. Many world leaders blame Trump's trade war with China and his threats against Europe and Japan for leading to a major contraction in investment and spending. They're frustrated with what they see as attempts to use weaknesses elsewhere to demand changes he believes will benefit U.S. companies. Trump's refusal to agree to a joint view of the climate threat roiled the first two G7 meetings he attended. This time, France hopes to largely sidestep that issue by addressing it during meetings on Monday that will include non-G7 leaders as well. Number two, House Democrats seem increasingly unlikely to obtain President Trump's tax returns before the 2020 election, according to legal experts and several lawmakers. They say that resistance from the Trump administration is stymieing the party's efforts to obtain his personal financial records. The Post's Jeff Stein, Rachel Bade, and Jackie Alemani report that several Democrats involved in oversight see a long path ahead to getting a final court decision, even if they expect to win in the end. Trevor McFadden, a Trump-appointed judge, will hear the case first, and any decision is likely to be appealed to higher courts, up to the Supreme Court. Democrats have also opted thus far not to pursue Trump's state tax returns, despite a new law in New York giving the opportunity to do so. When he was running for president in 2016, Trump repeatedly said he couldn't release his tax returns because he was under audit. Since the election, Trump has argued that his returns are no longer a matter of public concern because he won the presidency. Richard Neal, the Massachusetts Democrat who chairs the House Ways and Means Committee, is leading the pursuit of Trump's returns. This week, Attorneys for his panel asked the judge to expedite the case. But some Democrats are growing pessimistic and urging Neil to move more quickly. Number three, Joe Biden, his wife, and his entire campaign have put an electability argument front and center this week, my colleague Matt Weiser reports. Their goal? To dispel any lingering concerns about the former vice president's ideology, his age, or his verbal mistakes. A new Biden campaign ad now airing across Iowa includes a graphic showing four polls in which Biden handily defeated Trump. And Jill Biden, the candidate's wife, told a crowd in New Hampshire this week that while they may like another candidate better, 
you have to look at who is going to win. Some of Biden's opponents have sought to poke holes in his electability argument. At a campaign event near Des Moines on Wednesday, Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey said that Democrats should have bigger aspirations than just beating Trump. But Biden's argument is resonating with some voters. Matt interviewed a dozen undecided Iowans who attended Biden's events this week. Some see Biden as the candidate most likely to appeal to white voters in the upper Midwest who flipped to Trump. Others say they value his moderate positions on issues and a tone they find unifying. In 2008, when he was running for president, John McCain thought about a one-term pledge as a way to dispel questions about his age. But Biden had a one-word answer on Tuesday when asked about that possibility. No. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, August 23rd. Thanks for listening.